0: Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 60. It was one year ago this week that Las Vegas and the world closed for business. It
1: was March 18th at midnight for us. We've been listening to some of our old podcasts around that time period. We're going to share some highlights with you. Boy, we didn't think it was going to be a year of this.
0: Yeah, we reflect on what was and how far we've come.
1: Plus, we asked you on Twitter, are you ready to go back to concerts and festivals? A lot of them are scheduled out for portions of 2021. We have your results coming up on Vegas Reveal. Let's
2: go to Vegas, baby. Let's go
1: tonight. Let's go to Vegas. We'll stay up all night. Let's go to- Welcome to Vegas Revealed. It is March 2021. I'm Dana Roselli.
0: And I'm Sean McAllister. And boy, what a difference March 2021 is from March 2020. At that point, we had no idea What we were getting into and what was going to lie ahead for us, Dana.
1: No, and we've been listening to some old podcasts and right around that period. And the one that really struck us the most was the podcast that ran about this time last year. And it was kind of like things were starting to happen and things were starting to, you know, eliminate fans and 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 scale back. But I don't think from the way that we sound that we thought it was going to last this long.
0: No, not at all. Because... Uh... Tom Hanks had just come down with coronavirus. Sports leagues were starting to, as you mentioned, eliminate fans and then stop playing games. And well, just take a listen to how we were reacting to all that stuff at the time. Again, March 2020.
1: Hello, everyone! It's time for Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana
0: Roselli, and I'm Sean McAllister. I have leathered up with soap suds and hand sanitizer, so Dana, I'm good to go.
1: I'm so glad to hear that. We're here at the Palazzo Broadcast Studio at Lagasse Stadium, and yeah, we've got a uh, little sanitizer right outside the door, so <laughs> it's great. And you know what, Sean? We parked here for free.
0: I know that's the that's the best part, isn't it? it is.
1: We've got it.
0: all our bases covered: free parking and hand sanitizer within reach.
1: Yeah, I know it's amazing, and. The great stuff here at Legacy too. Listen, we're trying to keep our spirits up. Uh, there's been so much talk and obviously everyone's focused on the coronavirus. Yeah. And here in Las Vegas, um, you know, we have, as a part of our common economy... Tourists. And that's pretty much, you know, what we live on and what we thrive on. And we have a lot of conferences too. And thousands and thousands of people come in for conferences literally every week. And a lot of them have been canceled. And it's getting a little nerve wracking.
0: Yeah. And I know that it was big news when Tom Hanks and his wife mm-hmm. came down and tested positive for coronavirus. And that showed that it's reaching Hollywood too. And a big Hollywood event, CinemaCon, is a convention that's held here in Las Vegas every year. It's It's actually a convention for movie theater owners, but movie studios bring out stars. They bring out a a lot of footage for upcoming blockbusters, Mm -hmm. and that whole thing has been canceled because they have vendors from around the world that come in for it, and they just can't travel here.
1: Yeah, and the same with the National Association of Broadcasters Conference that was going to be held in mid-April as well. Now we're hearing that they're going to scale back on the NFL draft that's expected to be here too. Uh, The NBA is suspended the season. The NHL just announced... um, They're gonna take a halt,
0: right? Yeah, and our Golden Knights
1: are in a different city right now, but they won't. Our Golden Knights are doing so good. I know they've (laughs) been
0: on a roll. We have been wanting them. They're in playoff contention, and this um, is—it's obviously not a a good time for for anybody to be dealing with this. But um, it is. Everything from sports to uh, food and beverage to the hotel industry and conventions is being affected here in Las Vegas.
1: And we were at the Palazzo Broadcast Studio at Lagasse Stadium back then. And just to clarify, that is now shut down for good.
0: Yeah. Little did we know that that was going to be our very last time (sighs) inside of that broadcast studio. And uh, who would have even thought that the restaurant would no longer be over there at the Palazzo.
1: I know. I remember after we recorded the podcast, we were staring at the screens and watching some basketball games and coverage of news. And ESPN was up. Some of the wait staff was there and they just looked so sad. And they were like, well, that's March Madness because, you know, usually it's packed in here and we're going to have such a slow season. Little did they know they were going to shut down and never reopen.
0: Man. And, you know, that was obviously a sign of really terrible things to come for for the country for the world the restaurant industry incredibly hard hit over the last year and you know Lagasse Stadium is indicative of so many hundreds of thousands of restaurants here in the U.S. alone that had to shut down and aren't able to reopen.
1: I know. And in when that podcast opened that we had just played, you know, we were thought it was such a luxury to have, san- you know, hand sanitizer hmm. right close by. Now it's everywhere, you know, every corner that we turn, everything that we do. So it was so interesting to hear us act like it was this big luxury.
0: Well, and, it, and at that point, we didn't know that hand sanitizer was going to become like liquid gold. Mm-hmm. You know, this was also the point when all that panic buying was was starting. Yeah. You couldn't order hand sanitizer you, well, you couldn't find it at the store. No. And you couldn't order it online because it was all out of stock and I know we would get so excited when we would find the little uh, bottles of sanitizer from Bath and Body Works.
1: I know, and we would actually, and this was the period where toilet paper was out, Right. you know, nobody could find it they were, you know, hoarding the the Costco and (laughs) all that kind of thing, so um, two guests that we had on that show, uh, one was John Kilb, a friend of mine from college who was in to take part and watch all the March Madness, sit in the sports book go to the games and watch them Um, so we talked to him, we also talked to a financial advisor, Steve Buden, about the economy and how he thought things were going to go. So we wanted to share those interviews with you as well. Let's start with
0: Steve Buden, the financial expert. The question was posed to him, what impact do you think Las Vegas is going to face from coronavirus?
3: Yeah. In fact, uh, just doing some homework last night uh, for another interview I had given, this foreign travel ban from Europe is pretty serious. You know, For the last 10 years, Vegas has been promoting itself to try to increase its foreign business. And on a dollar-per-dollar basis, the foreign visitor tends to spend more money than the domestic visitor. So if we lose access to those foreign visitors, it could really have a devastating effect on the Vegas economy. And I think the time to sugarcoat it has passed. Like, we really need to come together and figure out a way to mitigate and minimize the damage it's going to have here. So, obviously, we're, we're not done with the ups and
0: downs that we're going to see with this. It, what is your advice to people on on how to weather this?
3: Yeah, there's two things. Number one, you should have a, an account balanced effectively before crises hit. We had the financial crisis, we've had SARS, we've had Ebola, we've had many things over the years that have, or should have, given us warning to not get too greedy or excess uh, in terms of your risk level. And this is just another reminder. So number one, you should have an account, and I I know I'm biased, but you should have some professional assistance helping you design accounts that could help you sleep at night. And number two, realize you're in it for the long haul. uh, Dealing with Vegas locally, you know, we're the entertainment capital of the world. Humans can only be quarantined for so long. There will come a point, I don't know if it's next week, next month, six months from now, where people will want to go back out. And that's where I think as a city we need to get that message out that we still are open for business.
1: But what about these conferences canceling? I mean, it's thousands and thousands of people that come to our city. Like, how do you recover from that? Because they're not, it doesn't sound like you can really just change the date, you know? People had plans. I mean, yeah,
3: and therein lies the issue. We are going to take a financial hit. You know, these conferences, in economic terms, they're called fungible items. So if you miss a conference today, Thursday through Sunday, you're not going to reschedule that conference. The probability is that, right? You may come back next year, but those four days are lost. You know, airline seats, when that plane takes off, those seats are lost. The meals in this restaurant, those are lost. You can't come back and eat twice, right? So those losses are going to be realized and very difficult to make up for. So
1: you could tell Steve Buden was definitely concerned about the economic situation and, you know, what was going to happen or what could happen at that time, but... Uh, I don't think he, he thought we would see the results of where we are today.
0: Yeah. I I mean, with, so many, with all the resorts shutting down for months, I mean, nobody could have predicted that that was going to happen.
1: And then I got a message from my friend John Kilb from college, who wrote me just last week saying, I'm coming in for March Madness, even though it's kind of a scaled-down version this year. Um, I usually do it every year, and I'm coming anyway, and I thought, oh my gosh, he was who we interviewed right before the shutdown. He was in town watching March Madness. He goes to all the games, he loves basketball, and we interviewed him, and it's interesting our take on on what was going on at that time, too, because that was just when they announced that Was it the basketball games wouldn't have fans or they were going to end the tournament?
0: Well, it was... uh, There was one day during the tournament, it was the day before we interviewed John, when uh, fans at halftime were made to leave the arena because the World Health Organization uh, declared coronavirus as a pandemic. Mm. The games were going to continue, but then as we spoke with... John Kilb, we got the news:
2: the games were off too. It's, it's a pleasure to join you because now I have nothing to do exactly. for three days. I'm <laughs> I'm here till Sunday with no games to watch. Oh um, man! They refunded my ticket prices. Uh, okay. And, uh, but yeah, it's it's disappointing. Like I was, um, I enjoyed the first. Uh, I got here last Sunday. Um, was here Monday and Tuesday. I saw Gonzaga play, mm-hmm. um, and they at least got to the conclusion of their tournament. And then Wednesday, the Pac-12 started. And I went all day yesterday and saw the games, but, you know, word started getting out in the afternoon. They were going to close the rest of the tournament to the fans at first, just play in an empty T-Mobile arena. And then by the end of the day, they they decided early this morning, they decided just to cancel the rest of the, the games.
0: So you've obviously been to Las Vegas many times. How, for people who are listening from out of town and even for people who live here, how has this trip differed from the other trips that you've been on
2: well it's definitely less busy now it's been the middle of the week Mm so you know usually things ramp up towards the weekend but with the cancellation of these games all over the country the sports books are empty i was just talking I, i i had a bunch of bets made today right I had to take them back to the sports book because everything was canceled, and they refunded my, you know, they oh, refunded that's my money. I never,
1: never thought of that.
2: But the guy, the, you know, they're canceling everything, and the guys are like, "We're going to have no work for the next month." Like they're gonna, the, the sports book staffs are gonna, yeah, you know, the, the odds makers, they're not gonna have much to do there. So far, they're gonna continue some things like the the PGA tour is gonna play without fans, mm-hmm. NASCAR is gonna race without fans, so you can still bet that stuff if if that's your thing, but i got to imagine i mean i had friends that are scheduled to come next weekend i'd have to think that that first weekend of march madness aside from the super bowl has to be annually Mm -hmm. the second biggest sports betting weekend that las vegas has yeah and so um you know it's a shame to see that that that's gonna dissipate and and not exist at the level it did in the past oh
0: How naive to think (laughs) that things were going to be tough for just a month.
1: I know, right? We were like, oh my gosh, it could be a whole month of this. But wow, life changing for literally, I think, everyone across the globe. So unbelievable what has happened in the last year. And now we sit here in March of 2021, hopeful that things are going to start to get back to somewhat of a normal situation here in Las Vegas but we're still waiting really for all the conventions to come back.
0: Yeah, and uh to all of you who uh, found Vegas revealed during the the pandemic during the shutdown and were turning to us for uh, insights on what was happening on the ground here in las vegas and hearing different perspectives from uh, people throughout uh, the las vegas community we thank you for for listening yeah. and the good news is that it looks like now we'll be able to get back to entertainment yeah. and back to Some semblance of what we know as Las Vegas. And
1: we apologize for all those podcasts with the horrible no microphone audio (laughs) that we recorded over. We were listening to some of those all embarrassed. And we go, wait, what happened? When was there a switch? I was like, that was when we decided to buy microphones for our house. Our house is your place and my place because we knew we weren't going to be able to be together and that we should probably, you know, have some good audio quality. We were used to going into a studio.
0: Right. We went to that
1: Best Buy and we picked we popped our trunk and and did the whole, uh, you know, That was the first
0: experience with contactless buying.
1: Yes weird, right? And now so crazy. these microphones are a part of our life. Man. Um, hey, some quick maybe some rapid fire things going on. Something you just mentioned and this is a good follow up to last week was the Golden Knights have now upped the amount of fans in T-Mobile Arena, right? That That's, was
0: 15%? It was 15% uh last episode. This week we just got the news that starting on Monday, March 15th, the Golden Knights are allowed to have 20% fan capacity inside T-Mobile Arena. So we originally, uh, they were originally allowed to start having fans at 15% capacity, which was about 2,500 fans. Mm-hmm. Now that number is upped to, I believe, just over 3,500 fans. So new blocks of tickets have gone on sale for the rest of the games in March.
1: Yeah, that's really good news. And then, you know, March 15th is when everything will go to 50% capacity across the board. Our restaurants, our resorts, our casinos, most all the casinos are open now 24-7. I know the Palazzo was opening its rooms, I believe, this week, uh, March 11th, possibly. So last week, because this podcast is out after we're recording this. Um, so that's good news. Also, resorts World announcing a lounge, a new lounge. Also, their nightclub name, which is exciting. We got news that the Jabberwockies are going to return to the stage at MGM Grand Garden Arena. They started on March 11th, so they're doing that big space instead of a small theater.
0: Yes. So you can go and see the Jabberwockies now over at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Those shows are Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m., Friday, Saturdays at 7 and 9.30. So more entertainment is back.
1: Yeah, and March Madness will kick off, and that's the basketball we've just been talking about. So the sports books will be a little busier than normal as well because they'll be able to be at 50%. So all in all, it seems like things are going really well. You and I have a shoot. This Saturday at 1923, which is a cool kind of uh, retro-ish like vibe. speakeasy. speakeasy yeah. right, at Mandalay Bay. And so we're going to check that out. We're shooting some sizzle reels for them. We're excited about that.
0: And they have uh, entertainment coming back to that venue. The venue's been open as mm-hmm. like kind of a lounge, but uh, the entertainment is coming back there. And really across the board, uh, entertainment is coming back. Las Vegas is coming back. The resorts are operating at uh, 24-7, as we would mentioned a couple weeks ago, that that was going to start. That's now happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we just need vaccinated visitors to come and join us here in Las Vegas. I
1: know. And you and I scheduled our second dose. We're all set to go yep. um, in a couple weeks, so... Uh, we'll let you know how that goes, everyone. Well, and,
0: and hopefully the rest of the country can start to mm-hmm. ramp up and and go at the speed that, that Las Vegas and Nevada is proceeding at with, with vaccinations because it really has rolled out pretty quickly here.
1: It has, and I see we're getting a bunch of that uh, Johnson & Johnson yep. vaccine available. I think I saw one of our newscasters get one of the Johnson & Johnson doses as well it's just a it's a a one dose dose, right yeah single dose um hey listen we put a question out on twitter and we love to do this now because we love how you all chime in and so we want to read some of the responses our question this week was how do you feel about returning to festivals this year is this something that you are comfortable doing let us know because there have been a lot of concert and festival announcements not all of them are happening tomorrow but they're End of summer, fall, that kind of time period, right?
0: Yeah, so residency shows are, as it stands, supposed to start up again here in Las Vegas uh, in summertime, June, July. And then it's more toward fall when the festivals are going to be taking place. And, I mean, tickets have gone on sale, music lineups have gone out. Mm -hmm. But now the big question— And apparently, based on early ticket sales, the question is, will fans feel comfortable going? And I mean, I know a lot of the early tickets have sold out.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't want to say surprising because I know people are like, well, might as well get them because we don't know where things are going to stand. Then maybe we'll be in a completely comfortable place and we have our tickets because I know a lot of. These places have refund policies. I think you might lose a little bit, but, you know, you don't lose your whole t- yeah. t- ticket costs and all that. But anyway, we have Richard uh, that chimed in. I believe Richard is in Ireland, I want to say. Oh, now I'm going to click on it because I, I want to make sure. Nope, he's in Australia. That's right. Richard in Australia, one of our listeners. He says, if I was in Vegas or in America, I wouldn't be comfortable with going unless there was zero community infections for 14 days. Interesting, Richard. Mm. Joseph Salvatore wrote us and said, no problem at all. If better hygiene and cleanliness are two of the long-term positive results of this pandemic, well, makes me feel a lot more comfortable.
0: I would agree with that. And I think overall, Las Vegas has done a really good job of implementing some things to make sure that cleanliness is top of mind. Uh, going back to the responses, Kevin says, yes, I'm in. Open back up. Uh, Christy says that I'm going to the Life is Beautiful Festival, which is happening here in Las Vegas in September. I am comfortable. I will be watching the Electric Daisy Carnival closely to see how they pull off their first major festival in Vegas, as well as uh, what happens in the days after the mm-hmm. festival to see if there are any issues with that. Um, they say Life is Beautiful is non-refundable,
1: Oh,
0: um, and it comes with a COVID disclaimer.
1: Really? Non-refundable?
0: That's interesting.
1: Hmm. I don't know about that. All right. Well, John Nichols says, but I rather... Oh, he starts off. Sorry. I got he, I got a two-parter for This him. is a, d- a double. <laughs> yeah. He says he's super excited and ready to get back out there, but I'd rather doubt I'd go to a concert or other event if a mask was mandated. It would seriously distract me from the event. So he's going to wait until... Are off.
0: And then there's Velvet Rebel Music, who says maybe in the fall, but I'd kind of prefer to wait until 2022 for larger venues to have the proper air filtration, the non-smoking, all that stuff put into effect.
1: Yeah, and then they, they keep coming up. Someone else wrote, great, and yes, let's do it. That's from Don't Call Me Mr. P., all right, we won't call you that. <laughs> and then, Don't call him Mr. P. <laughs> and then we just got a bunch of other responses on other Twitters. We'll just run through these. This year, no. Even once I'm vaccinated. Next year, definitely from Laura. And then also Larry saying, I don't see myself being ready for festivals or large crowds in general this year. A couple of our listeners from England say they're ready to get out there. Can't wait to go to any gig of any kind. And then Julie says, I want to get out back out in the audience ASAP.
0: But then there is Kimmy, who has a really interesting take. She says, no, not ready yet. A year of isolation makes a large crowd very distressing to think about. Mm. And I've had that same thought myself. Like, after a year of essentially, I mean, being home almost all day, every day, It really is kind of weird to think about going back out and doing things. I mean, I'm excited to get to the point where we're able to do that. But that's like excitement in my mind. I think physically doing it might be a little different. Although I did go to the hockey game, and that was fine but it wasn't wasn't like like a large
1: crowd no that that was spread out yeah yeah I'm all for sitting in a theater uh me and you know whoever's next to me and a diet coke and relaxing and watching a great show but I don't know about like you know crowd riding at a concert or what do you call it crowd surfing
0: crowd surfing the mosh pit
1: (laughs) yeah I'm not quite there yet which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon anyway but I'm just saying yes no it's true and you and I talk all the time about when we do go out, it's like that feeling of like, okay, we're out. Okay, now time to go home. Like, it's not right. like we want to keep hopping from place to place all night. No.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> it's
1: a weird security to, you know, like we feel like home is where we need to be more often.
0: But you know what I was just thinking about? And it's it's, it's such a, God, it's so weird to think about like the ups and downs that we've all been through over the past year. It was back in April. You and I were doing some work out in the community. A, a big company was delivering meals to to hospitals, mm-hmm. all to all of the hospitals across the Las Vegas Valley. We were documenting uh, that and getting some video footage. And I remember thinking to myself, as we were waiting for one of these meal drops to happen, I didn't want to sit on any benches. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to touch any railings. Like, I was mortified yeah. and petrified to touch anything that was in a common area.
1: No, it's true. We were so, I think even sometimes we wore gloves. I mean, we were just so worried, but yet we needed money. We needed to survive. And we wanted to also be a part of, you know, these good projects that were going on in the community. So we were super careful. We made it through and, you know, we were cautious. And it was just such a weird time. Everything about it, it's weird. I mean, and it's
0: still (laughs) weird to think that we're not quite, through it just yet we see the light at the end of the tunnel but there's still a little ways to go before we we fully get there
1: yeah all right well not directly related to las vegas but let's just have a quick little button up on the harry and megan interview oh my gosh <laughs> and we're talking about prince harry and the only reason we feel like he's a little bit of an attachment to las vegas because remember when harry came to las vegas um partied in Las Vegas. What was he doing? Like strip poker or strip pool no, in one of cool. the suites?
0: Yes. <laughs> and everybody's everybody was supposed to surrender their phone before they went into the suite. But somebody didn't. Right. And there were some pictures that ended up coming out of <laughs> that suite. And Harry was a little...
1: Right naked yeah <laughs> so, so at first everyone was kind of mortified we're like oh my god what did the prince do and we were embarrassed. but then we embraced it and we were like hey you know come to vegas party on party where harry parties and you know let loose this is where you can come and and be your true self and so it turned into this marketing tool for las vegas and now, obviously, there's so much drama surrounding his his marriage and his family, and he's moved to America with Megan and the whole Oprah interview. I don't even think we need to clue you in. I'm sure you've seen enough clips. But yeah, if you Google Harry in Vegas, there are plenty of, um well, fun pictures to look at.
0: Well, and he had a blast at the, the pool parties, too, while he was here. <laughs> but, he was living it up, living his best life.
1: Listen... Harry served in Afghanistan, I think it was I think it was two year for two years. so listen, he deserved to to have some fun and Could I think blow people off some steam blow off some steam now. he's well, according to some trapped in this marriage where his wife tells him everything he has to do or for others they feel you know he's in a wonderful marriage and uh he's taking control of his life everyone has different opinions on that we won't go there we won't we don't want to get pierce morgan where we have to walk off set and everyone hates us no (laughs)
0: we we just wanted to harken back to to simpler times
1: exactly when
0: when the big news was that prince harry came to las vegas Mm -hmm. and had a great time.
1: Oh my gosh. Hey, listen, we also uh, appreciate everyone's feedback on our Rumors Revealed segment idea. Yeah, I mean, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting a lot of yeses. So we're trying to figure out what we could do with that and if we will at all. But we love all the ideas and messages that we got about that.
0: Well, and we're because the the whole idea of this is, you know, Dana and I have been journalists for 20 plus years each. So we are very good at protecting our sources. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing. If yeah. you are uh, supplying a rumor to Vegas Revealed, <laughs> your identity will never become known.
1: True. Never. It's hard to We're we- like
0: lockboxes. We have secrets left and right.
1: I mean, listen, I was th- driving over here and I was thinking there's five things I could say right now, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> I'll I'll leave that for when the you know to really really open up the the segment with a with a doozy, I don't know. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. We're trying to think about that a little bit more, and maybe once Vegas opens a little bit more and people are out, you know, gallivanting around—is that the right word? (laughs) There'll be more rumors,
0: cavorting, whatever you want to say. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we've got some secret tips coming up next.
0: Remember, even when you're not listening to Vegas Revealed, you can go to vegas-revealed.com and get all of our podcast episodes, our video, even stories about what's happening in Las Vegas.
1: That's right, and we commit to doing these weekly polls, so we want you to chime in. We usually put that right on our Twitter page. And
0: it takes a lot of time and effort to do all of the things that we do here at Vegas Revealed, and support from sponsors is always welcome and appreciated. And if you're listening at home, you can also go in our show notes and click on the link to support Vegas Revealed yourself.
1: Okay, we're back with Dana and Sean's secret tips, and this week was easy because Sean and I went out together to eat at True Food Kitchen at the Forum Shops at Caesars, and as we were walking, we were like, you know what, there are so many amazing places in the shopping areas of our resorts.
0: Yeah, as we were uh, going out to to lunch, it got my wheels turning and, and we started talking and it's like, you know what? You don't normally think of going to a retail destination when you start thinking about making reservations for lunch or dinner, but there are some great dining options like True Food Kitchen.
1: And the forum shops are plenty of them. Carmine's is in there. Sushi Roku is amazing. And it has a great view with windows. And also, Joe's stone crab.
0: And that is so good. is. I've been there for some special occasions and oh, the food is just delicious. It
1: really is. And that's just the forum shops. I mean, they have plenty of other restaurants in the forum shops as well. And then there's Miracle Mile shops, Grand Canal shops. So these are all shopping areas of resorts. Uh, Miracle Mile is in Planet Hollywood. Grand Canal is in Venetian. And there's restaurants in there too. And not to mention
0: uh, Fashion Show Mall where you have Magia. Little Italy, which is delicious. Also, Capitol Grill is in there too.
1: Right. And they have an amazing uh, Mexican restaurant in there. I think the Sugar Factory is over there as well. So there are like, you know, options for you. So dig deep when you come to visit Las Vegas. It's not just the, you know, the body of the casino and the resort that has the restaurants. Venture out to some of these shopping areas.
0: Yeah. And you'll get some good eats. And who knows? Maybe if you, you know, have a a few cocktails, it'll get you in the mood to (laughs) to go shopping too.
1: That's, right you and I had something different for us vegan chocolate chip cookies and ice cream at true yeah. Food kitchen that was really good different it tasted different but it was good there was like a little like a I don't know kind of a different flavor to it what were, we described it as like a sharp flavor
0: Yeah, it was almost like it it had a a little bit of a tang to it, like Mm -hmm. if it was made with sour cream or something. I doubt that it was made with sour cream. Maybe it was. Who knows? Who
1: knows? Yeah, it it was delicious. It was good, though. So good. The whole menu at Truffaut, if you've never Mm. been, the food is fresh. It's really, really good. And Sean and I were there to support and get the word out About Dine with a Purpose, and that starts on the 15th of March and goes through April 30th, and you can eat at a bunch of places at the forum shops, and then a portion of your bill will go to Three Square, which is our main food bank here.
0: And for every dollar that Three Square Food Bank receives, that's three meals for people who need it. So I mean, you can imagine that, you know, obviously every dollar helps and every dollar is doing incredible things for the Las Vegas Valley.
1: Yeah, we we love it. And The Palm is another restaurant in there that's taking part in this. uh, Water Grill, which I actually eat at all the time. I go there just for the clam chowder and Caesar salad. I
0: miss, I haven't had clam chowder in years. It's so
1: good at Water Grill. Trust me, everyone. I forgot
0: about clam chowder.
1: Yes, it's... Delicious, And there's like clams in there. The the presentation Mm. is beautiful. There's like carrots and corn and big chunks of clam and potato. It's delicious.
0: I used to go to a bar called Casey's with my parents back in (laughs) Brockport, New York. Oh, yeah. When I was growing up and we'd get clam chowder there. It was always so good.
1: (laughs) That does sound good. And you just ordered something from Rochester that you missed recently. And you were sending me pictures of your semi-garbage plate. I was so
0: excited. (laughs) So Zweigel's hot dogs are these hot dogs that I think are are really only found in Western New York, mm-hmm. and they're so good. They're Red Hots and they're White Hots. The Red Hots, I think, are, are beef hot dogs, and the White Hots are pork hot dogs. Oh. But when you cook them, like the casing bursts open when the hot dogs are done cooking. So it looks like they're kind of split open, but that's how you know they're done. And I have never had a better hot dog Zweigels all the way
1: all right yeah you were how many cases did you, did you order a case or what you order
0: well I ordered they come in six packs okay. and it's half red uh, half white right and so I got six of those okay and they come they come overnight in you know refrigerated <laughs> styrofoam packaging it's legit <laughs>
1: And it's funny that I said garbage plate because anyone mm. listening that's not from Rochester might not know what I'm talking about. But in Rochester, New York, they, we have a place called Nick Taho's. Their garbage plate is hots and meat and hot sauce and macaroni salad all mixed together in one plate.
0: Yeah, it starts with a bed of home fries mm. or French fries. Then you get your choice of uh, hot dog, hamburger, or cheeseburger. And then there's the meat hot sauce and the mac salad that's mixed in there. I always put ketchup and mustard on top, cut everything up, and mix it all together.
1: Yeah, it's like the hot and cold, too. is so good, right?
0: It's so... Last time I went home, I tried to eat a full garbage plate because back when i was you know in my college years yeah. and early 20s i could polish one off easy i took 5 bites and it sat like a brick really? at the bottom of my stomach
1: i feel like i could polish it <laughs> <laughs> easy it's so
0: good i wanted to finish it but i couldn't <laughs>
1: I love it. Well, speaking of that, we need to heat up our lunch because now I'm hungry. We do. And and I brought over some Tupperware uh, Roselli special. But listen, also our responses keep coming in on our question this week of are you ready to go to concerts and festivals? So we'll share some of those on our social media pages. We are at Vegas Revealed. We're also at Dana Roselli and at Sean MCTV. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> have a great week as we reflect back and remember we are so fortunate to have everything that we have today if you're in town
0: we'll see you around if you're out of town plan your vegas trip we'll talk with you next week let's go to vegas baby let's go tonight let's go to vegas we'll say up